Welcome to the Rhodes Church Podcast. We are so excited to connect with you. We hope that this podcast builds your faith and that you will be encouraged and inspired by this week's message. Man, good morning, good morning. All you watching online, great to have you with us. Welcome to the Rhodes Church. My name's Chad. My wife Dawn and I are the pastors here. Anybody excited about being in church today? Anybody in this section excited about being in church today? Two people. All right, we'll pray for the rest of the section. But hey, we're glad to have you all joking aside. We're pumped about it. I didn't mean to lie last week. Can I just get out in front and say that? You know, you're not supposed to lie. Uh, I didn't mean to lie. I said last week was our last installment of the Under Construction series, and, and I really intended it for it to be the last one. And this week I was just reading in my weekly, or my weekly, my daily Bible reading, and I was, you know, not reading for a sermon. I was just reading, you know, I'm on these scriptures. I read this Old Testament scripture, New Testament scripture. And I, so I'm reading this New Testament scripture, and it literally says under construction in the verse, in this one translation. I'm like, oh, okay, that's kind of cool. You know, we just finished that series. And then I read on, and God showed me some things. He said, I want you to talk about these three things in building the church. I'm like, okay, so you're saying we've got to keep going on this series, and uh, yes, for today. So I'm not saying today's the last one. I learned my lesson from last week, but uh, we're going to be talking about it uh, some more today. So get your sermon notes out if you want. They're in your worship guide, a little paper form, or if you want to go electronic form, you can get your YouVersion Bible app open and uh, get the notes off of there. If you're watching online, please get your Bible out, follow along with us. Let's open up our Bibles this morning to Matthew chapter 16. Just happy about Jesus. Anybody excited to be in church? Man, I'm hoping that by the end of this message, some of you will look a little more excited. I'm sure you watching online, you look excited. I could tell from here. Matthew chapter 16. I'm going to start reading, uh, just save some time in verse 15. We'll save a lot of time by not reading two verses, I guess. It says, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is heaven, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your word. Father, I praise you for your love for us. And I just welcome you, Holy Spirit, to speak to us through your word. What do you have to say to our hearts, God? I pray it will penetrate us, bring life to us, God. Encourage us, convict us, strengthen us. Everything we need, we get from you. So Lord, we just give you praise ahead of time and thank you in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Amen. We've been talking about under construction and And uh, we talked about three parts of building the church. Jesus said there in verse 18, I will build my church. Jesus is talking. Three parts to building the church. He said, I will build my church in you is one we, we talked about. That speaks to our ability, that each one of us has our own ability. I will build my church with you. Talks about availability. And I encourage you, sometimes your best ability is your availability. Sometimes just being available goes a whole long way. So it's these, these, that's the second part. Then the third one, I want to build it beyond you, bigger than you, and that's about sustainability. So he's talking about those three things, and we've been in this series. Remember this, I want you to understand this series is not a worker recruitment series. 
This is not something just to get people to serve more in children's ministry or serve more at the doors or in the cafe or in the media or worship or wherever. It's not, it's not about getting workers. The purpose of this series is to clarify the vision of building the church. It's not about building structures. It's not about building buildings. It's about building people. When Jesus said, I will build my church, he was talking about you. You as in person, not you in a building. When, whenever Jesus left, his last words before he left the earth, he did not say, go into all the world and build buildings. He didn't say that. He didn't say, go in all the world and have services. He didn't say that. What did he say? Go into all the world and make disciples. Make disciples. Can you make disciples in a building, in services? Yes. Can you make disciples in homes? Yes. Can you make disciples in a connect group? Yes. Can you make disciples at work? Yes. At school? Yes. 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 Wherever we are, we can make disciples. So the, the motive, or not the motive, but the directive is making disciples. Building the church is not about building buildings alone. It's about building people. Are you with me so far? All right, so this is the, the model, and this is what we're following. And so we, we want to build the church wherever we go. We want the place, building the church, to not just be a place we go, but to be a people we become. Let me say that again, because some of you missed it. Building the church is not about a place where we go or attend. It's about a person we become. You ever, you ever been with someone, and that you're saying, they're saying something to you, and, and you're like, hey, you can't, don't lie, you're in church. Oh, so like lying in church is bad, but lying outside of church is okay. That's really what's happened in our mindset. We thought in a certain building, we should be a different person. And tradition has taught us that, that, oh, I'm in church, so I got to act a certain way. It's not about who you are in church. It's about who you are as a person, period. We don't want to be, well, I'm one person in church, and I go home, and I cray-cray. Get all cuckoo for Cocoa Puss, and I'm, all of a sudden I'm a different person outside church. We're building people, not buildings. Not places for people to come in and fake and pretend and, oh, I'm in church, so i got to make sure and be. It's a person we're trying to become. That's what Jesus is building on the inside of us. So this is what we're talking about. We, we talk about building the church in you, with you, and beyond you, that there is an individual aspect of building the church, but there's also the corporate aspect. It does start, building the church does start in you, but it doesn't stay there. It needs to move from in you to with you. And it will never move from building the church in you to with you if it becomes about you. There's a big difference between in you and about you. Don't confuse in you with about you. Because if we say, hey, God's building the church in me. Yeah, now God's building the church about me. No. How many knows it's not about us? He's not wanting it to be about us. He's wanting it to be in us, but he wants to move from in us to with us. It will never move to with us with other people as long as it's about us, about our preferences, about what we want, about taking care of myself. We're talking about connect groups and, and serving with a team. You want a bad connect group experience? Make it about you. You, you want a bad dream team experience? Make it about you. Make it, if, I'm telling you, if you want to get, if you're, if you're thinking, can I just give you a little heads up? If you think the purpose of connect groups, yes, 
I finally got some people that I can come in and just dump my life on them and they're going to be there and they're going to solve all my problems. That's not going to be a good experience for you. Well, wait a minute. I thought you said that's what the group's for, to help. Yes, the group is there to help each other, but it's not about you. You want to run off your support group in your life? Make it all about you. People get tired after a while of hearing the same thing over and over and over. It's in you, but it's not about you. Your neighbor doesn't believe it yet. Look at him and say, it's not about you. It's not about, it's not about you. I, I wrote this down. I think it's important we clarify this. The more introspective we become, the less effective we become. The more introspective. Here's the tactic of the devil. Here's what he wants to do. He wants us to focus on our problems, on our struggles, on our issues more and more thinking that will bring a solution. Like that all we see, like we're going through this challenge, going through this adversity, going through whatever, and so we think if we just focus totally on that, that that will make it better. And that's not what happens. When we become more introspective, we become less effective. Because God's saying, I want you to look out and help others, and sometimes we'll find our answer for our issues helping other people with their issues. So this is what, it's not about you. It's supposed to be with you. So with you means together. With you, the word with means indicates a participant in an action, transaction, or arrangement. If you want to be with, with you requires a participant. We've got to participate. One of the keys to the kingdom of heaven is doing things together. One of our core values here at the Rhodes Church, we do life together. Relationships make us stronger. So our goal, what we're hammering home to you and want you to find in church, here's what I found. I've been here at this church a long time, uh, 20 plus years, and I've been pastoring here for 13 years. Here's what I found as people come and people go. One big difference on whether people get connected or not, make it feel like it's their home, their church or not, is if they get involved with people and they get involved serving. If they get involved with people and get involved serving, then they will find this their home. If they just come in and attend, it's going to be difficult for them to feel connected. It's going to be difficult. They're going to come in and, and they're going to come in and sit down and listen to the message. And as soon as it's over, they get out. They come in the next week and they're never going to feel connected. Why is it? Because we need relationships to be connected. We need people to be connected. We aren't connected by sermons. It doesn't matter how good and how incredible and how awesome the sermon is. I'm just kidding. It doesn't matter. It's not going to do it. What's going to make you feel connected to the people that you're sitting around, that you're serving with? And we'll get into that a little more. So together. Let's, so I'm, I'm going to give you three togethers today. Got three things, I'm going to give you three together. I heard, I heard another guy slamming, uh, made this point. He said, well, people just come in with three points in a poem. And I'm like, man, and more people slamming three points in a message. I'm like, yeah, you just talk for two hours and you don't have any points. But it's, anyway. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I am giving you three, I'm giving you three things. I don't know, it doesn't always have to be three. Maybe I'm going to throw in a four or a six or something just to shake it up. But today... I've got three. So I'm going to give you three together. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Not as excited about that as Matthew, but that's okay. Ephesians is still good. Ephesians chapter 2. Everybody with me? 
three together. So I want you to remember these. I'm going to quiz you throughout the message, so make sure you're paying attention. When I give you the first one, I'm going to ask you about it later. So don't go to sleep on me. Make sure you're following along at home. I want you to get these three together of building the church. Look in verse 19 of Ephesians chapter 2. Paul is writing to a church in Ephesus. So he's writing to a church. He might as well be writing to the Rhodes Church. Here's what he would say to us. Now, therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Woo! I'm not talking about member of a church as far as you got your name on the roll. I'm talking about the family of God. That I used to be on the outside, used to be a stranger and a foreigner. But because of the blood of Jesus, I can be a member of the household of God. Woo, I'm family now. See, now look what he said, verse 20. Having been built, talking about the church, the household of God. Having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, the teachings of the apostles and prophets. Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. In whom, so in Jesus, the whole building... Whole building represents the saints and the members. Remember, we're not talking about a structure. We say the whole building being built together or being fit together. The whole building is talking about the saints and the members being fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. There's the first together. We're fitted together. We're fitted together as a body of Christ. Here's what the, the word fitted means. It means to join together in a coherent and compatible manner. Stones for a building. Now it said Jesus in whom, in Jesus, the whole family is fitted together. Now it said Jesus Christ, the chief cornerstone. What is a cornerstone? A cornerstone was this huge stone that they, when they would build a building, that would be like the corner foundation and it would be the biggest stone in a building. And they would literally set the walls on this cornerstone, it would give them the line for the walls going this way and the walls going that way, the whole foundation, it's supported by that. So when it says Jesus Christ is the chief cornerstone, it's saying that everything in the household of God is built on Jesus. Everything lines up with him. Everything flows off of him. He is our example. He's the one we're measuring by. We're not measuring by our neighbors. We're not measuring by preachers. We're not measuring by anybody but Jesus. Don't get discouraged by looking at other Christians. Get encouraged by looking at Jesus. Man, we'll get discouraged if we look at ourselves and look at other people. I'm not your measuring stick. Jesus is your measuring stick. He's the chief cornerstone. So if we keep our eyes on him, then now I know my life is supposed to line up with him. He's my example. He's the one I go by. I'm not trying to be better than that person. I'm trying to be as good as Jesus. I'm trying to follow in Jesus' example. I'm trying to do what he says. So he's the chief cornerstone. But notice what it says. When they're fitted together, the word fitted in the Webster means uniquely shaped for a precise fit or like custom fit. Like if you would go uh, going for a wedding and maybe you get for a prom or something, you get fitted for a tux. When you get fitted, it's custom fit, precise fit. I'm talking about custom made clothing. Anybody ever go and get fitted for a suit or a dress or whatever? You go in for your wedding dress, they fit you. They don't just grab a dress or a tux off the rack and hand it to you and say, there you go. You're like, no, 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 no. I'm not wearing anything that doesn't fit my body. Right? They want to measure your legs, your arms, your chest, your back. They want to measure all of you so that they know it fits you. Ladies, how would you like to walk down the aisle with something they just grabbed off the rack, box shaped, doesn't fit you? 
wouldn't do it, right? They put great time and effort into making it unique. And since when we're fitted together, it's helping us understand that we are unique in how we're made. We're unique in our design. Every one of us, we're different. We have a unique shape about us. We have a unique perspective. We have a unique way of looking at life. Look what it says here in 1 Peter 2.5. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house. Notice the comparison. You and I, we're living stones and a spiritual house. Here's the difference. I'm not, I'm not a brick mason or done a lot of construction like this, but I do know this difference in studying this out. There's a difference in building a wall or a structure with bricks versus stones. Now, I'm not talking about prefab stones that are custom cut all the same size. I'm talking about literal random stones that you just grab in nature. When you build with bricks, all you're focusing on is closing up the opening and the brick piles behind you and you're just grabbing bricks. They're all the same. Just hand me a brick. It doesn't matter. Nothing special about that brick. It just need a brick. I'm from Albion and we had our own brick making place there. Our streets were all made with brick. We had bricks with the name Albion, Illinois on it. We had, they were, but bricks were all the same for the most part. They're rectangle. And we just put any brick, pile of brick, no emphasis on the brick itself. It's all just on the function or the opening. But when you build with stones, every stone is shaped differently. It's a different size. So now you've got an opening. You look at the opening. You're like, okay, you've got the place. I, I see how this place is shaped here. Now you have to go back to the, this pile of stones, and you've got to look at each stone. You're like, oh, okay, no, that one won't work. That won't work. You take a stone over, and you try, oh, no, that won't fit. You bring another one. Okay, okay, no, that won't fit. You keep going until you find one. So the emphasis or the value is both on the stone and the opening. So the stone is just as important. I need a particular stone for this function. Not any stone will do. I need a certain type of stone that will fit in there. This first point says we're fitted together. That means you fit somewhere. You're different. You don't fit everywhere, but you fit somewhere. There's a place that only you will fit. You ever been like putting a jigsaw puzzle together? You know, and you get one of those, those big ones, and you got that whole section that's all the same color. Don't you just hate it? It's like you have no idea until you start, you know, you do your corner pieces. Then you just try and find, you're trying to grab pieces, and you're trying to turn them, see if they fit. If they don't fit, you grab another one, try and, you keep turning, turning. You ever had that spot, you put it up there in the first time, and you tried it, and it didn't work, but you rotated it a couple times, and it actually snapped down in, and it fit? You know that feeling you get when you fill a space with a piece of puzzle? It's like you turn, no, snap. Oh, it went. Yes. It's like maybe a little bit of excessive celebration for just putting a piece into a puzzle. But you feel it, man. It's like a sense of accomplishment. Yes, it gives you the ability or the encouragement to go back to the pile and get another one. But if it didn't fit, you're like, forget it. I'm not putting this piece together. But see, this is what happens. Sometimes when we don't fit, we want to quit. When you jump in, you want to serve, and you want to be a part of something, you want to serve in the church, or, and you try something, and, and your first turn at it, it doesn't work. You need to keep turning until you find a place where you fit. We're fitted together. We're designed to work together. There is a hole that only you can fill. 
There's a gap that's unique for you. So fitted together means we are unique. Look at your neighbor and tell him you're unique. You're unique. You're unique. We're fitted together. Look what it says. In whom the whole building fitted together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. The only way we're going to grow is when stones find their place and get attached. When you find your place and you get attached into what God has for you, you know, your place, remember what it says, in whom? In Jesus, the chief cornerstone. Your place in life, your purpose in life, your value in life is only going to be found in him. Who you are, what you're supposed to do with your life, it's going to be fulfilled in him and no place else. So this is what fitted together. We want to make sure and be connected because we're working in the same project. Let's go to the second together. Look at verse 22. So we're fitted together and it grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together. Everybody say built together. So we got the first one is fitted together. The second one is built together. This word built together means to undergo construction along with another, build into a unified whole. Building together. We're building together. This is why you get connected. We have the roads crew. We got groups. We got teams. You know, you have a work crew out there or a road crew. That's why we have the roads crew because we're building together. We're not only fitted together, but we're building together. And what that means is we're building not only at the same time, but also on the same project. So built together. Here's, here's how we... How, what God's speaking to us, how we can apply it to our life. It's like when Don spoke a few weeks ago, did a fantastic job speaking about Nehemiah and building the wall and how she brought out how each person that rebuilt the wall, their job was to build the wall in front of their own house. Not to build all the wall. They weren't responsible for that. They're just supposed to build the wall in front of their house. And if everybody built the, the wall in front of their house then the wall would be built together. So we're building together in that we're building at the same time, but we're also building together in that we're building on the same big project. I'm not working on your individual project, but we are working on a collective project. Do you feel me? See how it comes together. We're, we're, not, we're building our own individual lives in God, growing in our relationship with Jesus, but while we're building our individual lives with Jesus, we're also building something bigger than us. Because here's what happens. As I'm building my wall, my section of the wall, and you're building your section of the wall alongside me, there comes a section of the wall that I can't tell whether it's yours or whether it's mine. So what happens as you're building yours and I'm building mine, we're building something together and we start to connect together. And now your wall makes my wall stronger. When I get connected to you, when I get connected to other people, what God is doing in your life strengthens my life. What God's doing in my life strengthens your life. See, and he brought these people up building the wall, and he, he told them, you put your weapons with you. And, and Caleb, our, our bass player, was talking to me about this just in the room off to the side. This was something God showed him, that sometimes you have those weapons. It's because as you're building, you can see what's in front of you. You might be able to see over your right shoulder, your left shoulder, but you can't see someone coming up behind you. And when you're connected with someone and you're building with someone, somebody else can cover your back for you. 
This is why we need to be in relationships because somebody can help support us that there's going to be days when I don't feel like building my wall. I don't know that I can close the gap, but this person over here says, you know what, I'll take care of it for you, and we build our, build our wall stronger together. We're fitted together. We're unique. We're individuals. But number two, we're built together because together we make it stronger. If, if, if I don't build my wall and I'm building next to you, that leaves a gap between us. And your wall is not as secure because I didn't build my wall. This is why you got to build your relationship with God and get connected with other people. It makes other people stronger. But the, we, we got to make sure that we understand that God wants, when we're connected with people, we get strength off of them. They fortify our lives. Because how many knows there's some days where we don't feel strong? There's days when we don't feel like we got it. Days that we don't feel like we can make it. But when I, if, I'm, if I'm building, I'll stay on my side. So I'm building my wall, and I see, I see this person over here building their wall, and they're, they're building it up. They're building it up. I see Brian's got his wall. He's, he's building it strong. I'm not sure about my wall, but I look at Brian's wall and I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah, nobody's getting through that wall. Sometimes you, know, you can have more confidence in somebody else's wall than your own. You think that somebody else, man, oh, well, I'm glad I'm by them. I'm glad I'm connected to them because their wall looks good. Mine looks a little shady, but, I, but I'm trusting his wall. And so that's why we're building together. So number one, we're, we're fitted together. Number two, we're, okay, okay, let's try it again. So number one, we're fitted together. Number two, we're built together. We're working together on something bigger than us. We're stronger. So now let's look at the next one. Let me, let me ask this question before I go on, though. I forgot to ask this question. I think it's important. As we're building a wall, and I'm building my wall, you're supposed to build your wall, you're supposed to build your wall, and so on and so on. Everybody just build their wall, and we connect together. Is there a section of the wall with your name on it, or is there a gap in the wall with your name on it? Is there a section in the wall where you're like, yes, I'm doing my part. I'm doing what God's called me to do. Or is there a section where it's a gap because nobody's built where you're supposed to be building. Keep building. Keep building. There's a part that's assigned to you. Ephesians 2:21 in the Passion Translation, this is the verse that I saw. It says, this entire building is under construction and is continually growing under his supervision until it rises up completed as the holy temple of the Lord himself. This means that God is transforming each one of you into the holy of holies, his dwelling place through the power of the Holy Spirit living in you. We're under construction. He's building. and He's building us. He's, he's fitting us together. He's knitting us together. Now let's look at the, uh, sorry, he's, I got him out, out of order. He's fitting us together. He's building us together. I just gave you the third one. Go to Ephesians chapter 4. Here's the third together. Here's the third together. So we got fitted together. We're unique. We got built together. We're stronger together. Now let's look in Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going to look at verse 11. And he himself, Jesus, speaking of Jesus here, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors, some teachers for the equipping of the saints 
Who are the saints? Remember the saints and the members of the household of God? So we're talking about all the church body, all of us together, for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying, for the building up of the body of Christ. What builds up the body of Christ when saints are doing the work of the ministry? What builds up the church when everybody's doing the work of the ministry, when we're doing our part? What builds up the body of Christ when we're working? What builds up the body of Christ? According to Scripture, for the work of the ministry, for the building up or the edifying of the body of Christ, the only thing that builds up the body of Christ is when we're all doing what God created us to do. It's what builds us up and it builds others up. Let me go on. That's good, but we can't give all much time to that. Till we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things. Yeah, yeah. Speaking the truth in love, we may grow up in all things. Look at your neighbor and say, grow up. Just <laughs> Don't enjoy that too much. Just say it and move on. All right? Just speak it. Truth in love. Truth in love. I said this, I said this uh, to one of my kids, and I, I said, hey, here's a rule. Everything you say should be true, but not everything that's true should be said. Sometimes, you know, we want that excuse to say whatever we want to say. Well, it's the truth. Yeah, it's true. doesn't mean you should be saying it. Everything you say should be true, but not everything you true should be said. That's free. So then he says, may grow, may grow up in all things in, into him who is the head Christ. Here's our, here's our next together. From whom, verse 16, from whom the whole body, that means all of us, joined and, let's try it again, joined and knit together. Knit together. So we're fit together, we're built together, now we're knit together. The word knit together means to bring together into a unit or a combined whole, to drive or force together. Now notice what happens. Look what he says. I just want to read this right out of Scripture. Knit together by. Now that word by means the means by which it happens or through. How are we knit together? How are we forced together in a unified whole to function together. We're knit together by what every joint supplies. When it talks about every joint, it's talking about every person, every single one of us. We have something to supply. What knits us together? We're knitted together by what every joint supplies according to the effective working by which every part. How many parts? How many parts? No, no, I'm just talking about the spiritual people up front. How many parts? Every part. We're all spiritual. Doesn't matter what section of the church you sit in, you have something to offer. But the enemy's going to tell you that those people up there or those people over there, he's going to tell you that they're something you're not. Every part does its share. How's the church going to be built up? How are we going to be edified when everybody does their share? I can't do your share. You can't do my share. Every part has to do a share. And when we're doing our share and we're supplying, look what happens. It causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So the first one, 
we are, oh, you haven't got it down yet. That's okay. Okay. First together. Let's try it again. The first together is we are, we are fitted together. Number two, we are built together. Number three, we are knit together. Why do I want you to get this? Notice the key word that's the same in all three of those. It is the word together. Well done, class. We're getting there. Come on online. We got it. The first one is we are built together. No, just kidding. The first one, we are fitted together. Second, we are built together. Third, we are knitted together. So here's what knitted looks like. Knitted looks like this. I'm going to use a silly illustration because I am silly. But I hope it translates for you. When we need to eat, our body needs nourishment, right? All parts of our body. My hand, my fingers, it needs nourishment from food. So if my hand needs nourishment and it wants to eat, it says, I need food. But right now, I'm just role playing. My hand and my mouth are not on speaking terms. So if my hand gets mad at my mouth, says, I'm not talking to you. I need food and I need nourishment, but I don't want to be connected with you at all. So my hand grabs a bunch of food, starts chewing. I'm gonna, you know, you could do this all day long and no nourishment is getting in my hand. It's never going to get there. But I'm chewing. It's mad at my mouth, so it's true. So it's taking matters into its own hand. <laughs> Come on. Come on. That's awesome. So anyway. So, <laughs> so but here's how it's going to get fed. My hand has some abilities my mouth doesn't have. I understand we can't eat without our hand, but it's a mess. So say for the sake of my illustration that we need the hand to eat. So now the hand... If it will bring the food to my mouth and let go and let the mouth do its job, hands done. How many knows if your hand wanted to stay involved with the chewing process, what happens? <laughs> if we get our functions mixed up, anybody ever put something in? Parents? You know, you know what I'm talking about. Some of you, you put that, it's like feeding a piranha sometimes when they're little. It's like you go to put that, and when they first start getting their teeth and you're feeding them, sometimes it's like, hey, hey, hey. You know, they've got to watch it. Or sometimes, or you sometimes, how dumb do we feel when we're putting food in our own mouth and we bite our finger? It's like, I'm not six months old anymore. Oh, man, what happened? I bit my finger. Well, pull it out of your mouth. But if our <laughs> squirrel, but if our if our hand will do its part and then leave it alone and trust the teeth, trust the salivary glands, trust the esophagus, trust the stomach, the digestive process, then all that food, the nourishment starts coming through our blood vessels and, and works its way and it's on its way. It's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And all of a sudden it gets down here and oh, nourishment to my hand. What happened? This is what I'm talking about being knit together. 
In the body of Christ, some of us are a hand. Some of us are a mouth. Some of us are a foot. Some of us are ears. Knit together means when you do your part, the whole body functions together. It works together. But we can't get jealous about our part and want to chew with my hand and my mouth. It won't work. My hand has to back away. You did your part. Now, and so now all the, all the celebration goes about the mouth. Oh, the food in the mouth. Da, da, da. Yeah, but you had to put it there. You've got a special part. It's knit together by what you supply. When you're not supplying, the whole body's impacted. How many of you ever had, I'll try this illustration. Maybe it connects better. How many of you ever had something wrong with part of your body that affects the rest of your body? Like if you have a back pain, if you, you could have, your legs can be fine, your arms can be fine, everything right. But if your back is hurting, I'm not talking about an ache. I'm like really hurting. It can shut you down. You, you just won't, won't function. So imagine if your legs would say to your body, it's time to run. Your back's like, not, not now. It ain't happening. We ain't running. Well, I want to run. Well, I don't. See, the whole thing going to my back, if my back is hurting in a place where it's not functioning properly, it can shut down what the rest of my body wants to do. So my legs can be fine. Can you imagine if your leg's trying to override the pain in your back and not care about what's going on in that part of the body and say, we're going to run whether you like it or not? It would, it would be a mess. It's the most awkward run I've ever seen in my life. But it's, your legs are saying, I don't care about you, I just care about me. Knit together means I care about you. And I want us to be better together than I am on my own. First together is we're fit together. I want to say this to you. You're watching online here in this room. You are unique. You're not a brick. You're a stone. There's a place for you that nobody else can fit. Your personality, your perspective, your story. No one can do it like you. You're a stone, man. You're not a brick. Well, anybody can do that. Just get somebody else. No. Anybody could do a function, but nobody else can be you. Well, I just leave that to the spiritual people. No, you're spiritual. You fit somewhere. We're building together. We're going to be stronger when we're connected to other people. Get connected in a connect group. Get on a team. Serve with people. Build your life alongside somebody. If I, How silly would this look like that out in the middle of nowhere, I just build a section of a wall? And I I stand behind my little section, and I go, try and get around that. I mean, there's nothing behind me, nothing on either side of my little section of the wall. And I'm like, I'm protected. We need a wall of people in our life. We need others in our life that's going to help us walk out the things that we're going to face. Number three, we're knitted together by what each joint supplies. Here's a question. If everybody in the body, everybody in the church, served like you served or gave like you gave, would the church be able to do more or less? Could be a sobering thought, but it's something I feel like God wanted me to ask you. If everybody served like you served, would we be able to do more? For some of you, it's yes. Some of you, some of you like knock it out. You're like serving all the time, helping. It's like, man, we could do so much more. For some of you, it may be, you know what? 
we might not be able to do as much. God's saying to you, you have a place on the wall. And let's do it together. You say, I've been through a tough season. I know, that's why we're building connected to you. Because the strength of my wall is going to help support your wall. The strength of your wall is going to help support my wall. We're knitted together. I want to eat. And some of you are going to have to feed me once in a while. I won't bite your hand. Sometimes I'm going to feed you. Sometimes your neighbor's going to, when you get a connect group, you're helping feed each other. Why? Because the hand needs what the mouth can do, and the mouth needs what the hand can do. We're all coming together. Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you enjoy this podcast and would like to give, please visit us at theroads.church. To stay connected, follow us on Facebook and Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch our latest sermons.